Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2,299. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah! Today I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah. No, I'm not here to ski. I'm here to have fun with a very special guest by the name of Joey Gertz. Joey, welcome to Cars Yeah! Do you have any gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Oh, uh, thank you so much, Mark. Uh, Yes, I'm in gear, and I'm always, always ready to go. (laughs) Absolutely. Now, either in a car or a motorcycle, because I know you're a motorcycle fan. And before I give you an introduction and we talk about what you're doing... What's one little thing that people don't know about you, Joey? Something they don't know about me. I would say <laughs> it used to be the other way around. I used to only be known for this, but I was a professional break dancer for about 15 years. What? And yeah, a lot of people are like, I can't see you dancing. And, but, you know, <laughs> to the people that know me, to the people that know me back then, they can't see me working in, you know, the automotive world. They thought I would be some on. Um, from stage somewhere. Oh my gosh. Now, uh, for you listeners, I've known Joey for a few years now and, and you'll you'll hear why in a few minutes. Break, but I'm like I'm sorry. I'm just like what? <laughs> you you know I get some interesting <laughs> answers to that question, but I think this is probably in my top 10 now because I'm just oh, my okay. <laughs> my mouth is open. And it's it's just, you know, you you get to know somebody in a certain point in their life and if you didn't know their history, it's kind of like your parents. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us, we only know our parents from when we grew up. We we don't even think about that they had a life before that, you know? And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, wow. And and professional. That means you actually did it and made money dancing. Wow, break dancing. Yes. Yeah, I did, uh, you know, TV shows, commercials, a bunch of stuff like that. I, I was shocked. Uh, I was at a restaurant a while ago and someone goes, you're that dancer. <laughs> All right, <laughs> cool. Oh, someone remember because... Because I haven't done it for, it's probably, it's been almost 10 years now. It's been about eight or nine years, I think, since the last time I performed. So. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, if I tried to break dance, I would most definitely break something. That's for sure. <laughs> that That is cool. Well, now you know all your colleagues that don't know this about you are going to be saying, all right, here's a piece of cardboard. Go to it, dude. Yeah. That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Well, that's fun. That's very, very cool. I love it. Well, Let me give you an introduction here. Joey Gertz is the collector car community specialist for the NSM Insurance Group. NSM owns several collector car insurance companies, including American Collectors Insurance. You hear me talking and promoting them for the last, I think, three years here. I've been a customer of theirs. J.C. Taylor, uh, Hecock Classic, and others. Joey's a lifelong automotive and motorcycle enthusiast (laughs) and breakdance enthusiast uh, with a passion (laughs) for the culture and people in our car hobby above all else. So we're going to learn a lot more about Joey as if we now we know a lot about Joey. And uh, if we were doing a vlog, I would have you do a dance for us. But we're not. So maybe you'll just, we'll have to save that for another day. We'll be back in just a moment. But first, a word from our valued sponsors, including American Collectors Insurance. So sit tight, give them a listen, give them some love, and we'll be right back. 
Years ago, when it was time to renew my collector car insurance policy, my carrier's rates went up, way up, but my usage was the same and I never made a claim. I didn't even have a ticket. So what's with that? So I turned to American Collectors Insurance. Has your collector car insurance recently raised your rates for no good reason? Tired of paying an annual membership fee? Then it's time to look around and call American Collectors Insurance. I shopped around, I asked friends for recommendations and found a winner that I can trust. And boy, I'm glad I did. I saved hundreds of dollars every year and slept better at night knowing my baby was properly insured. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting vehicles since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by their history of taking great care of their clients. What could be better than that? So give them a call and ask for a quote today. 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love like I did with American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. For several years now, you've heard me talk about Linkage Magazine. I've been a subscriber since the start. Their talented and creative team brings you a spectacular publication and website that shares the automotive passion from a worldwide perspective. Linkage is about driving, restoring, collecting, and firsthand experience at collector car auctions and more. They bring you real-world values plus rational, experienced opinions on the current markets. They cover the automotive world and the people who share our passions. And Linkage Magazine has grown, mailing you six issues annually. Join me on this journey with Linkage. They're geared for the automotive life. You can subscribe at LinkageMag.com. We are back. So what I want you to talk about first, uh, NSM Insurance Group. Now, what a lot of people who are fortunate enough to use your insurance, as I have in the past, to uh, protect my collector cars, my babies, may not know there's a large organization behind this. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the fact that you guys are the nation's leading specialist, specialty, I should say, insurance provider, NSM. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so NSM is, so I'm, I'm here today uh, representing, just like you mentioned, uh, for your own, uh, your, your own personal insurance. I'm representing uh, American Collectors Insurance, but it, the NSM group is an umbrella group that owns several uh, niche insurance companies. So uh, think of like specialty insurance that you wouldn't normally think of, like, uh, you know, like pet insurance or hospital insurance. Uh, we do a lot of those things. And I work in a segment that's called the collector car division, which is the best division if anyone at NSM is listening. And <laughs> we get to, <laughs> and we get to work in the amazing world of the car hobby and the collector car, you know, world at large. And, and kind of like you said in the intro, my job is to focus on the community and I get to hang out with car guys, talk about the things that makes them tick and the things they're looking for and the things they love. You know, insurance, when you talk about it, it's not the, uh, it's not the most glamorous word, but when you, when you're talking about it, when it comes to these cars and the passion that people have for it, I mean, uh, for a lot of these cars, it's their baby and they really, really want to take that baby and just really take care of it. And so that's definitely where uh, we come in. And so it's actually usually a pretty good conversation. If you tell someone, hey, I work in insurance, you know, it's almost like saying, hey, I'm a lawyer. You know, they, they kind of shy away. But when they find out it's collected car insurance, it always opens the door for a larger conversation. 
one of the reasons I chose American Collectors Insurance, and my listeners have heard your ads on my show now for some time, is the agreed value portion. And as my car, the one I sold last year, increased in value, I could give you guys a call and say, you know what? This market's going crazy. I need to uh, up the ante here in case something terrible happens to the car. And the great thing is I always got a person on the phone. I could talk to a person versus getting into these endless phone loops. And then, um, you know, sometimes, well, your car is not worth that much. I mean, you guys were great about all that, especially as high as it went. The collector car industry is, insurance industry is really interesting to me. And I still encounter people today that don't realize that it even exists. And they're insuring their collector car on their personal uh, car insurance or homeowner's insurance. And um, I wondered if you could just chat a little bit about that and why it's important to at least investigate it. If you have a collector car, that's something you don't drive every day as an everyday driver. And it's something that's increasing in value because, boy, we're seeing the collector car market explode. Yeah, I I completely agree, especially if, if you're going to investigate it now is a very good time with, like you said, the, the values kind of being all over the place. So for those that don't know, uh, you know, the collector car policy that we generally use is what's called an agreed value provision. So that's where you and the insurance company agree on the collector car value before the policy starts. So a regular auto policy, like if you're just going through your, you know, Joe Schmo insurance, they're generally going to use actual cash value provision. So what happens with that is uh, the total loss settlement value is established after the loss occurs. And so you could be in a terrible situation where you find out they're not giving you near as much uh, on your car. They'll say, oh, well, it's really old, you know, depreciation. You know, it's a Mustang from the 60s. And so they, they're not going to give you a whole lot. So agreed value provides the additional peace of mind of not having to be unpleasantly surprised at the value your claim adjuster calculates on your classic car when something happens. Um, and so, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. You'll, you'll find uh, a lot of times if you're just using traditional insurance, you're paying more and you're not getting as much back. So it's, it's a lose lose. And so if you come over to the collector side of insurance, then it becomes a win-win. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so important. I've always insured my car with a collector car insurance company, the, my toy cars, I call them. And uh, luckily, I've <laughs> never had to make a claim in my life, which is good for insurance companies to hear because they, they don't want people's yeah. cars damaged as well. But I have had plenty of friends that have had things happen. And uh, it's pretty sad when they realize, What? That car was, and then you got to get into kind of arbitration with them or litigation, or who knows where you end up on trying to fight that deal. But again, I had an insurance policy expert or an insurance expert on the show a couple months ago, and she said something really basic read your coverage plan. And since then, I've asked a lot of friends when you get your annual renewal, do you read all that? Are you kidding me? I'd fall asleep, you know, because there's just, I don't even know what half of it means. And this guest I had on said, Call your provider and ask questions. And that's the great thing about collector car insurance companies like American Collectors Insurance is they will explain all this very, very clearly to you. So you understand what every sentence means, they're patient and so forth. Try to do that with your regular coverage company. Uh, usually they're, yeah. <laughs> they don't want to talk to you. And uh, sometimes I've even talked to some that didn't really even know how to answer the question. So yeah, really, really important. Well, kind of like you said, when, when you get on the phone, you're not getting a robot. You're not getting sent to some overseas call center. Uh, you're getting some sent to someone that really understands insurance and understands how to protect your, your little babies. Hit us up and we will make sure to get you taken care of. 
Yeah, I think the key here is that whoever is insuring you understands what you really have and all the, the nuances. And again, it goes back to my previous comment. When you have a an insurer that insures your house and your daily drivers, uh, many times they don't get that. And when you niche down to specific cars, I mean, Porsche or all, all the different marks. I mean, the main thing is we want to be protected. When you spend a lot of money on a vehicle, whether it's a driver or a collector car, whatever it is, you want to make sure that you're protected because hey, you said it yourself. I don't think any of us really like making an insurance payment every month. But boy, when you need it, you're really happy that you did it because and if you did it with the wrong person, oh, <laughs> it becomes a nightmare. And we've all heard or maybe if you've been unlucky enough to experience those things. It's not much fun at all to get in those kind of battles, especially when you feel like I've been sending you money for the last 10 years and now you're not helping me. Come on. So yeah. Yeah. That, that, like, like I said, the nice thing with us is, is that typically, you know, depending on who you're with, like if you're with one of the, the big carriers and you, uh, and you go over, um, to, to doing what we're doing, uh, it's usually going to cost you less. And you, like I said, you're usually going to get a lot more. So hopefully that, that payment, won't be such a pain in the neck as it was before. Um, the other thing we get asked a lot too is kind of the vehicle eligibility. There's a lot of places like, well, we'll only do cars 25 years or older. We will actually do any collector car as long as it truly is a collector car and it's living what we call the collector car lifestyle. Is it garage? <laughs> yeah. You know, are, are you, are you not using it as a daily driver? Like, like those kind of things. And and once you get set up with that stuff, I had a newer car on my policy in 2003, but it was a collector car through and through. And uh, so, yeah, we were able to write it. And so that's, that's what's nice. We get a lot of people that's like, oh, I have a Porsche. You know, I have a, you know, a Porsche that's special to them. Maybe it's like a, a Turbo 911 or something like that. But, you know, it's, it's from the 2000s. So it's not really, you know, it's like, no, it's, if you're, if, if it's living a collector car lifestyle, then yeah, we can we can write it. There's lots of different specifications. The person you talk to, and we've got a special number here at Cars, yeah, that you can call and tell them you're a friend of Mark Green and um and see what they can do for you. But I've sent to you a lot of a lot of my friends who've realized, oh, this is a good switch for me in many many ways. And uh, you guys always took care of me. Thank goodness I never had to call you with the horrible news that my car was gone or anything like that. But uh, but that was yeah. good. I could sleep at night and I didn't worry about it. And uh, even after I sold it, uh, the uh, the new owner didn't come to pick it up for two weeks. And so the title was still in my name. So I just kept my insurance alive until that car ended up back in his garage and we signed title over and then I'm free and clear just in case, you know, something happens those two weeks. And like, oh no, I've got no car, no insurance, and now I've got to send send the, the money back that this guy paid me. So yeah, it's a really great thing to do. You know, I, I like to talk to people about what I call our driving and inspirations, influential people or mentors in your life. Is there somebody like that that's been of great help to you? Oh, yeah, definitely. In the automotive world, it's a boring answer, but it'd have to be my dad. He, he taught me most of what I know about cars, and he still continues to teach me to this day. He's, uh, he just finished restoring a Model A, uh, did everything himself, even the paint and uh you know, I'm, there's always something to learn in the, in the car world, I feel like, and he's always continually teaching me. And so if you're saying, no, that's family, that doesn't count. Oh, uh, no, you that know, counts. You... <laughs> I've heard that answer. <laughs> I've heard that answer from lots and lots of people. And I think it's, I think it's 
it's great because sometimes people, when they're kids, they have a passion, but their parents have no interest in it. They might support it, but uh-huh. they're, not, they're not there to help them and teach them. Um, I've also heard a lot of, you know, my grandfather uh, was a, uh, one or my uncle mm-hmm. or, you know, somebody in their mm-hmm. family. But no, that's not a strange answer at all. I hear that a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, he, my parents did a wonderful job in terms of, you know, they put me in all the sports. They put me in all these worlds to see what I like. And they never... Uh, they, they never pushed their hobbies on me. So my, my curiosity was definitely, definitely natural. Yeah, that's very cool. How about challenges? Uh, we all go through great challenges. As long as we look back on them as a valuable learning situation, perhaps they're not as terrible as we might have remembered. Is there an experience you went through that taught you a great lesson? Yeah, um, you know, I'm, I'm still kind of learning that lesson, and it's been wonderful. Um, so, I, you know, you asked me earlier about uh, my previous life as a dancer, I actually stopped dancing in around 2014, I think. Uh, I had a terrible hip diagnosis, not because of dancing. Everyone's like, oh, you're breaking it, so you broke a hip. No, it's actually genetic. Um, so I had a hip issue, and uh, we had a couple surgeries, and the surgeries were failures. And I now live with chronic pain in my hips. Um, but I've been determined, you know, my, I might have had to hang up my dancing shoes, uh, but I've been determined to not let this define me or not let it make me weak, you know. And so every day I, I face kind of this challenge, you know, there's certain things I can't do anymore. Like maybe the wife wants to go on a hike and, and hiking is very difficult for that kind of stuff. And I think really the biggest lesson that it's taught me is, is patience. Patience is a huge thing. Empathy is another huge thing. I used to be one of those kind of people, oh, you know, you're, you're overweight, you know, go, go exercise. It's like, well, not everyone can exercise. So I've kind of, I've kind of learned to, mm, to yeah, be yeah. less judge a lot. Yeah. Be a lot less judgmental and to be patient. And, uh, I think I, I always, I always say that, uh, Life is going to teach you patience, whether you want to learn it or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, if you so listen. You might, you might as well get used to it. <laughs> yeah, well, boy, I'm so sorry you've had to go through that. That, yeah, pain, chronic pain is just a, uh, it's terrible. And I dealt with that yeah, with my, yeah. my back for about five years until I was figured out how oh. to get through that. And yeah, it just, it affected everything I did and uh, really, really difficult. So I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that, but I love the approach and the attitude you have about it now. And it's a great lesson for anyone going through anything, really. If you relook at the situation as how, what is it teaching me today? Mm-hmm. And ask yourself that question, then uh, you can also... I think the, maybe another part for you, and I'll ask you this, is learning to be grateful for what is right in your life versus focusing oh, yeah. on what is wrong, right? Yes. Oh, definitely. When I was a when I was a kid, you know, my grandparents would say, "Oh, you need to count your blessings. You need to count your blessings." And and then I I realized as I got older that that uh, gratitude will not only lift your own uh, perspective, so you'll you'll feel happier, <laughs> you yes, know. Yeah. Uh, not only does gratitude make you feel happier, but 
it gives you a perspective on so many things and it, it just completely changes your outlook for the better. And so I, I do count my blessings now. Definitely. Nice. Very, very good point. <laughs> yeah. One of those old fashioned sayings that has a lot of meaning, kind of like save your pennies for a rainy day. Um, you know, it's all, <laughs> yeah, all, all yeah. those, all those things that our grandparents taught us or their, their parents taught them. How about a special vehicle story? I know you've had some cool cars and bikes. You're into motorcycles. Uh, is there one in particular that stands out you can share a story about? Oh um, yeah, I, I, I think we can pull something from the bag of experiences. Like, <laughs> like a lot of guys in the car world, I've had more cars than I could ever count. You know, Japanese, European, American, you name it. I get asked to tell this story, so it's the one that comes to mind. It's just because uh, you know I'm I'm just on the border of uh, Gen X, and so there's there's a lot of millennials that have questions about. You know how the world was before, and I, you know, when I was younger, I had a. You remember those little Toyota MR2s? I, oh, yeah. I had one of those uh, when I was probably about nineteen or so, and uh, you know that thing. The the owner who had it before was, it was he was pretty rough with it, and it had a lot of issues that we were constantly trying to bring up to speed. And I would just break down. I remember driving it. Uh, Taking it on a drive, a road trip, not a big one, just an hour away, nothing major. And, uh, you know, this is before cell phones, before the internet, and the car broke down. And it's funny because everyone's like, what did you do? Like, oh, my gosh, there's no cell phone, there's no internet. (laughs) What did you do? Oh, I just rolled over and died. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, well, you either, you you have two choices. You can either wait or walk. You know, you got to choose one of the W's, you know. And, uh, for this particular time, it, it made sense to wait because we were, uh, in a, in a place that was, uh, patrolled. And sure enough, eventually a police officer came and helped me out, you know, and, uh, he, he gave me a ride to a, a payphone <laughs> and I called someone to come pick me up. Yeah. And, uh, later had, had the car towed the next day, had to go out and get a tow truck and, yeah, I mean, uh, you, you remember those days. Those, those were kind of the options. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you know, every, everything worked out. We're all still alive, you know. So like like you said, <laughs> it's not like we all keeled over and died. I know. Uh, we, we survived. Isn't it funny? <laughs> you know, those cars, is amazing. When I think back on those, those cars had a run of over 20 years. And I think they were oh, yeah. 85 to the mid 2000, you know, 2006, seven or something mm-hmm. like that. But they had a very long run and uh, some, oh, yeah. some evolutions of different cars, fun little cars, of course. Um, not quite Porsche mentality, but uh, cool, cool, cool little <laughs> they, cars. They, they would call the, yeah, they would call the spider the, the poor man's, uh, poor man's poor Porsche. Man's Porsche but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I actually, that was my, the first car that I really got into. Uh, I ended up owning four, so so two of oh, I've owned wow. two of the ones from from the eighties. I've owned uh, one from the nineties, and I I I own the one uh, the spider. And everyone says which one's the best, and uh, you know the eighties one is uh, the best handling. The nineties one is the best speed power wise. You know you can get a turbo one, and uh, the the two thousands one is kind of the best of both worlds. It's good at handling and it has a good little amount of power and. That's fun. I, I'm not a huge fan of the way the last one looks. I feel like they kind of copied Porsche a little too much. But you know what? Driving it was, you know, I owned one. Driving it was still a ton of fun. Just put a huge smile on your face. So. Very cool. So I'm going to be your car psychologist today. If you were reincarnated, manifest as a vehicle, what would you be? 
Uh, reincarnated as a car, I would probably be something like a Lotus uh, Esprit uh, or or maybe an Exige. I feel like I was always, especially you know, being a being a dancer and stuff, I was always very quick and light on my feet, and uh, you know, uh, I, the mid engine really speaks to me because you have a lot of confidence when you're cornering, and that's what I try to do in my life is, is bring confidence from my experiences. And I would say uh, the underdog is, I've, I've always been rooting for the underdog. And my life always has moments of underdog, the underdog story in general. So you have, you know, a company like Lotus that'll put a four cylinder in a car, but it's able to keep up with 12 cylinders and it, it looks good. It's, it's kind of the secret way, you know, that no one knows to really have just as much fun as, as the guy that spent way more, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, would, I would say uh, something like that for sure. Okay, cool. How about a great book that you'd like to share? Um, I am right now David Goggins. Uh, he's a Navy SEAL Army Ranger, and he's in the Air Force. He was in all three, and he's a volunteer firefighter, and he holds the world record for the most uh, pull-ups. Uh, he's just, the guy's amazing. He has, he has a book called Can't Hurt Me, and where he talks about overcoming physical pain and challenges to bring out your best self. And, and that helped, that's helped me a lot with kind of my, my hip journey and those things. And he has a new book. He has a follow-up book for that. Um, I think it's called Never Stop or something like that. But his, his first book, Can't Hurt Me, is definitely definitely one to read. If, if you get the audio book, uh, it's, it's blended with interviews of him that are even more fascinating. Just a wonderful book. Yeah, great books, uh, great author, amazing, amazing gentleman. So I didn't know about his new book, so that's very cool. We'll add that to your uh, book recommendations. How about if I enabled you to go on what I call the ultimate drive? I'm going to provide you with any vehicle in the world. I'm going to park it in your garage. Of course, I'm going to insure it with American Collectors Insurance just in case something happens. <laughs> you can take it anywhere, yeah. but here's the key. You can take anybody with you, including somebody from the past who's no longer with us, which opens up the world to a lot of possibilities of a co-pilot. So what does the ultimate drive look like for you, Joey? The ultimate drive would be back home, probably on the twisty road out near the coast. I'm from the Pacific Northwest, for those listening. And uh, so, you know, our roads out there, they're like spaghetti. You know, they just kind of loop and go all over the place, and they're so much fun. So it would, it would be probably, again, a, a mid-engine car. I'm just going to say it because it's the last car that really wowed me was I saw the – I was able to, to check out there's a brand-new uh, Maserati, and now I can't even remember uh, – the model, it's, it, it just came out, I think, recently, and it's got, you know, it's, you, you know, if you want a Ferrari right now, you kind of have to join the waiting list, and you have to own a Ferrari and those kind of things. There's all these owner requirements, and so Maserati being, you know, part of the same Fiat group, they're like, well, why don't we just make a really high-end sports car, but you don't have to wait for it. You can just go into a dealership and buy it, and so I got I to gotta check out one of those, you know. Beautiful mid-engine, super powerful, super lightweight. It just really spoke to me. So probably I would probably do that, and my co-pilot would would probably be my wife. And since this is a fantasy world, she would not be afraid of my driving. <laughs> <laughs> so I think you're talking about the MC20. Yes, yes. Thank yeah, you. yeah. That car is pretty darn cool looking. 
And you know, I didn't. I wasn't even aware of that car. Maybe because Maseratis weren't on my my radar. Uh, I haven't been on my radar yeah, really. Yeah. You know, other than I love the old yeah, classic. Yeah, kind, kind of the same. Kind of the same for me too. Yeah. Yeah, but they also had this. I think it's called the Cielo, uh, which is kind of a uh, target top. Almost looks like a, has a little bit of a Porsche Spider esque. The two cowls behind the driver and the passenger as well. So. Uh, yeah, uh, hmm, quite interesting. Now, I thought for sure you'd be talking Porsche, but you took me down another path there, so uh, that's okay. Uh, yeah, cool. I, yeah, we're we're in Italy now. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, well, I I you know I, I was talking to you earlier. I did almost buy a Porsche just last month, and it it, it ended up not panning out. But you know, Porsches, you really you really get once they get their hooks in you, you're you're stuck. I know. You know, I I remember. My my first time on a track ever was with a Porsche, and it was just so much fun. And you know the thing, the thing cornered. You know, people say, "Oh, it corners like it's on rails." No, this thing cornered like a UFO. Like it could do a straight ninety <laughs> degree angle. Or what? It, that's what it felt like. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, they're they're just absolutely amazing. Very but yeah, cool. no, I, I think uh, the direction Maserati is going, we might see some more sports cars from them, which would be fun. Well, I think so, yeah. So an MC20, I'm sure that's cheap, so uh, I better get my checkbook out and uh, <laughs> find, you, <laughs> find you one. You've taken us yeah. on, a, on a really fun ride today, and I'm glad that we were finally able to get you on the show, because as you listeners uh, heard me at the beginning, I've known Joey for several years now, and I've wanted to have him as a guest, and uh, so finally snagged him, so... I appreciate you taking a time out of your busy schedule for me. Before I let you go, could you share maybe some words of inspiration or wisdom with our listeners? Words of inspiration or wisdom. If you see potential in something, um, be that a car or even a, a, a person, a relationship you might have with someone, you know, really seek to build that potential because I, I believe that that's when we bring out the best in people. That's when we bring out the best in our cars. Um, so, yeah, look, look for potential and follow it. Absolutely. Great advice. And for you listeners out there, I'll put a link to uh, uh, several websites here, American Collectors Insurance, of course, the NSM Insurance Group, where you can find Joey and get connections. And if you've got a collector car, I really encourage you to give American Collectors Insurance a call. I'll put a number there for you to call as well on Joey's show notes page and just see what they can do for you. Because I'll bet you, like many of my friends, you'll be surprised and you'll be making a switch. So... There you go. Joey, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and your experiences. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Perfect, Mark. Thank you so much and have a good one as well. Absolutely. We'll have some fun driving our collector cars and resting assured that they're protected nicely by American Collectors Insurance. Appreciate it. Did you know that less than 3% of all automotive technicians in the United States are women? You may not be surprised, but you should be concerned because our country is facing a massive technician shortage right now. Skilled, qualified techs are in high demand, and we need young women and men to consider these careers as a viable path to a fulfilling life. I've interviewed hundreds of women in the automotive sector here on Cars Yeah, and I know that women make great Techs. That's why I support the nonprofit TechForce Foundation and its Women Techs Rock initiative to ensure women see themselves in the profession, the industry, and the workforce. Learn more at techforce.org today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. 
Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!